when you talk to people, if you just give people a little dignity, respect, and a chance for them just to speak on a normal basis, ask them how their day is going, but mean it. You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 61, The Next Breath, featuring Ted Thibodeau and Jody Barrio of Halos. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Thanks for tuning in to Find the Good News. In this episode, I share my conversation with Ted Thibodeau and Jody Barrio of Halos, which stands for Healing After a Loved One's Suicide. If you listen to this podcast on the reg, then you already know that suicide has left an impact on the lives of many past guests. I'm not exempt from that either. If you find yourself in this category, then I encourage you to listen to this episode and share it with someone who may need it. Next week, I get to share my visit with Shelly Johnson. Shelly recently retired from her role as the executive director of the Southwest Louisiana Convention and Visitors Bureau, an entity that grew dramatically during her 30 plus years of service. I had the chance to work with Shelly and her team in various capacities for over a decade, but this is the first one-on-one, deeply personal conversation I've ever had with her, and it was wonderful. I bet there are a lot of people that think they know Shelly Johnson. I'd say they may want to tune in for this one. This week is full up with live episodes. In fact, one of them may have already posted. Make sure to check those out and share them. Our live episodes often feature timely information. Besides that, they are a lot of fun. Go look up Find the Good News Live and find out what the Livewire Challenge with Lightning Round is all about. There's so much good news and many new guests are lining up for the remainder of 2019. I've got some really fun episode structures coming up that I think you're going to really enjoy. So make sure to subscribe to Find the Good News on your favorite listening platform. You can really, really help this show out by going to your favorite app and giving the show a great rating or leaving a positive comment. Sharing your favorite episode with a few notes never hurts either. I really do appreciate any time that you have to give. It's time to vacate the announcements and enter the listening zone. Lay down your preconceived notions, pull your mental sheetrock down to the studs, knock out a wall or two if needed, create an open floor plan for important, needed conversations to form, and then press play on a little good news. So many lives in Calcasieu Parish have been touched by suicide, and when we look at the rising statistics, we don't really find many answers as to why. Those left behind are left to wonder what went wrong or what they could have done to make a difference. Suicide leaves so many unanswered questions and feelings that run the entire emotional spectrum, leaving survivors looking for hope and healing. The particular type of grief that suicide places on the friends and loved ones left behind is so, so heavy. Often those who remain live from breath to breath. This is where HALOS, which stands for Healing After a Loved One's Suicide, is exactly the saving grace that many are seeking. Core members of HALOS, Jody Barrio and Ted Thibodeau, were gracious enough to come and visit me on Find the Good News allowing this little podcast to be a small extension of their shining light. Having both lost dear and close family members to suicide, Ted and Jody know firsthand the fear, sorrow, anger, grief, and confusion that family and friends are left with when a loved one dies by suicide. Through Halos, Ted, Jody, and others have created a loving, safe, and exposed heart space. 
that allows those grieving to share their pains, tell their stories, and say the names of their loved ones out loud. With time and exposure to others in the HALOS groups, healing after suicide can begin. And though a loved one may have been lost, the survivors never have to be alone. Death by suicide can make those that remain feel as though their light was taken away. But through the work of Jody, Ted, and others in the HALOS groups, sharing their love and experiential understanding, many have found their way back to brighter days. Wake up, it's morning, you're dreaming up a story I can hear The way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep On the path to your deliverance and a holy wall of light Pouring through your window Old news, bad news, fake news Sometimes you just want to shut it all down and get no news at all. With Find the Good News, I aim to change that by focusing on good people doing good work. I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders, musicians, business owners, students, volunteers, and everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources, and talents to bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world. In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives, discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Orrin Parker, and I'm going to find the good. And I love you just. somber in a lot of ways because we end up a lot of time we end up talking about pain yeah i mean that's just the well, truth because everybody's it. got it everybody's got it mm-hmm. i mean and it's kind of hard to ask people to come well like like what we're here to talk about today i mean it's timely because it's this month is suicide mm-hmm. awareness month mm-hmm. and it's one of those topics that right out the gate you say the word suicide and you go okay so who wants to go listen to a show about suicide exactly you know what i mean and i'm not making fun but i mean it's the truth that's that's our challenge it hits a challenge yeah yeah i mean and i you know just right out of the gate i think it's always better if i just pull the band-aid off you know we're no our family's not untouched either yeah so you know i think sometimes it helps to say that so uh it doesn't seem like I'm just some person on the outside. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I, we would, I would say we were some of the more blessed because our, the person in our family who tried to commit suicide didn't, didn't succeed. There you, you know? go. And okay. that's another thing we can talk about. Why some make it, some don't. We, that is a, that's a big thing of what we, yeah kind of talk about but no let's go ahead and go so yeah. that way whatever well, we're, we're saying we'll oh we are going we're going that's how this show works oh, lord I already pulled the trigger i love it's a, it's a, it's a trick i love it that's a good trick good trick yeah but no i mean so you know it's hard to tell what what people should know what they shouldn't know and you, you can sort of list that stuff out but then for me you know, i didn't know okay if my my relative was going to survive mm-hmm. i didn't know that not not after the in, in the initial moments after you hear this news and uh the way i describe it was like just almost like someone took and just a little molotov cocktail and just threw it inside of me and everything just caught on fire okay now take that 
and you're going to bring to where we're at because it did happen and right. it did succeed. So my question to you is, how is your loved one doing today? Much better. And what did they mm-hmm. have to say? Are they willing to tell their story to help others? You know, that's all. That's why I haven't said who it is because I'm not sure. That's okay. That's because we would we would love that because. Uh, um, you know, we want we want to share that part of the, that side as well. Yeah, that's see again. Here we go. The stigma of suicide. Mm-hmm. Even that person still feels like you know. I don't know if I can really talk about this mm-hmm. because there's it's yeah. a feeling like it's a dirty mm-hmm. word. Like it should be hidden from from sight. We should never mention yeah. it's the no. unnamed. You know, in my opinion, they're never off the radar. Yeah. Once um, they've said those words, you know, um, feeling suicidal or or they actually try to go through the attempt of suicide. um, I've heard too many stories, um, no matter how much better, quote unquote, they get. This is my personal opinion. They are always on the radar. Mm. Um, You'd like to see them succeed. You want to be proven wrong that they're not. But um, people can tell you they're fine all the time up up to the day, the moment, the minute before. And so. Uh, once you're alerted, um, you know, that's, to me, that's a blessing because if they're on your radar, then it's your responsibility to keep them on the radar yeah. and keep checking in and find out. You know, Interesting that you you're know. saying that because that's that's the other level of uh, it's a level of anxiety that you exactly. didn't have before. You know, now, just like you said, if so, if too many days go by. And I haven't heard anything or that we haven't, I haven't received a phone call or just a text or. I can feel this anxiety mm-hmm. begin to build, and I go, okay, I need to, I need to check. It's almost but like a PTSD. It's like PTSD. I go, I have to check, but then I go, I then have to go. Well, but when I check, I need to be careful the way I check, mm-hmm. right? I don't need to come in hot and go. Oh, I'm just checking to make yeah. sure that everything. You know, how like, you doing? You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. It has to be very normal, even though you may be feeling like this heavy ball of anxiety about mm-hmm. these simple things that other people go through, and you have to. Um, you have to try to be realistic that you can only do what you can do. You can't be with somebody mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Right. If, you, if you're reasonably checking with them, doing what you can, and the inevitable or the worst thing happens, you can't fall on guilt. You can't. Now, guilt is a normal process you have to work out with everybody's relationship and what happens with um, suicide of a loved one. But you have to come to a place where, you know what, I, I've reasonably checked in. I've took their concerns. I went, you know, whatever you had to do. And so, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. when we've lost someone to suicide, you have to come to that place. Everybody yeah. has to come to that place because it will just haunt and burden you. Yeah, well, you can't lay on top. That's one of the yeah. thoughts I told somebody at one point. I said, well, what I got in retrospect, I started thinking. I would have had to have laid on top of them and never let them go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you just can't nope. do it. Mm-mm. You know, and some people almost try. I mean, some people come to the meetings yeah. and they're worried about another family member and you have to try to put that in perspective for them. So they're like on vanguard, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. Them, they're like constant, like guard guarding that constantly. It's like, a worry. It's a constant. Yeah. Worry. Yes. And, and to find that belief in whatever your system of belief is, because I too can share that about someone that I know as well. Yeah. And my only my personal story is with this person. Now that I know what I know, because I've lost my dad, which I'll talk about that in yeah. a minute. To suicide, but this person, I've truly, in my belief system, have released it because I'm sharing kindness and love and doing what I'm supposed to do. But every time I get a phone call, 
or hear a certain someone say something it's always my thoughts mm. but uh in this world especially in living with someone who lost you know died by suicide that is the correct way to say it because our folks didn't commit anything so right. it's died by suicide but um the reason we're here today is to talk loud and proud and it's so funny because i get louder when i somebody talks about my daddy because um he he died by suicide april 3rd of 2015 and um he was a cowboy he was a cool cat um people loved him from young and old and he was just real laid back come from a that old way of not sharing your feelings and things like that so this for me was truly out of left field i now know that i'm a nor i am a minority because i have never had anybody in my circle to die by suicide mm-hmm. not to know them at all four years later that is absolutely um unheard of because the once i bring it up and it comes up it does come up because i make sure it comes up because mm-hmm. i want to talk about my dad but uh almost almost every time somebody comes back with their story and to see their face like oh my goodness i can talk about my loved one because i'm going to do it and that's why i i've restarted halos halos which is healing after a loved one's suicide so we're talking about Mm post-suicide not talking about any kind of prevention nothing like that we've got two distinct uh forms of suicide in this area um should I say things we'll talk about suicide one is the preventive side and then there's us the post there is no uh, prevention in our world because it did not happen and like uh, Ted said earlier we've we cannot we it's a part of the process and a part of the healing the ifs the all the different things that you do need to go through but we try to keep that path going so you can go through that path path because it's so funny it's four years uh, for me and I've um I've come a long way, but for I needed to go back, and I called Ted, and that was what's so cool about my story just a week or two ago, that I had to go back to the, what if I would have answered the phone when mm. Dad called and talked about, what are we going to do with the shrimp? Because it was Good Friday the next oh, day. Wow. What are we going to do? He left that message. What are we going to We need a little plan. And I thought to myself, well, Daddy, we're going to fry some fish, some shrimp. And But I didn't call him or I didn't tell him. So I had to make myself feel those feelings which i didn't like it because i just you know we don't like to feel those that hurt and that stir but i'm telling you don't don't skip over a step because it's a healing step that you need to go through and i'm saying that from experience so i did the step and i did say man i wish i would answer the phone i wish it would if i would have you know and i Mm -hmm. did all that so I can now say after four years later, I did that particular step and I can maybe help somebody along the way. And that's our whole mm-hmm. goal with Halos is to say, hey, where we are, I'm four years into it, four and a half years into it. Uh, and I can tell you the different steps whenever these new ones come in. So let's just go back to the beginning. I'm Jody Berrio, uh, April 3rd, which was 2015. It was Good Friday. So I get a double whammy. I get not only Good Friday, I get uh, the date, which is April 3rd. And for me, it's the Friday that affects me more than anything, if, if something else, not so much the date. Um, I work for Hickson Funeral Home, and I deal with death every day. Mm-hmm. So 
when this happened, I knew I was going to do my dad's service one day. We had already talked about that seven years ago, and I knew I was going to do it. And so I hit the ground running. It was it was it was a uh, early in the morning. Uh, 6.30 is about the time whenever they think the gunshot went off. And um, I don't mind sharing my story that away, if that's okay. No, you can please. Because because sometimes people need to share those type things, Mm -hmm. and I did. Uh, I was the type personality. I had to go get the shotgun uh, from the sheriff department. And I'm just strange in the way I view death because I guess I see it every day. And where Dad's concerned... Uh, you know, my sister had called me that morning because she was the one that actually found him in the front yard of his house when she was passing by. But after the fact, Daddy had uh, put his truck kind of sideways, and I knew right away Daddy didn't mean for her to find him. I don't he think position. Yeah, yeah. I don't way. think, and, and 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 people think that one stigma I wanted. I want to completely shatter is how can they do this and how can they have done this and they can do this and can I tell you the mind of someone who dies by suicide only thing I can liken it to is if you've had a bad day and you're a little depressed magnify that a million times where we maybe made that next step and we made it well our loved ones didn't they come to a point where they didn't necessarily want it to die they wanted their pain to end that's right for me with my daddy i had to do my homework and that's just my personality i had to go back find out what happened where this where did it come from and after about four to well probably about five or six months i came to my conclusion after i heard of a conversation that was said around a campfire with just daddy and this gentleman that lives in the area of where our camp was when he shared with me and it was un- it was kind of a weird thing how we even got together for him to share this with me but it was the it was what i needed to uh, to move forward and he said daddy had lost some friends to um cancer and he had just saw a dear friend die of cancer you know in not a good way and he made the comment around the campfire and was told to me that uh when it's my time it, i'm just going to take care of it mm. so it wasn't a cry for help with daddy daddy was 72 years old when this happened so my conclusion is, I get it, Daddy. You was ready to go. You was just ready to go. You was mm. done. He was done because he had retired and he had he had did everything he loved to do. And his uh, he he didn't have any physical problems because people want to ask about that, and that's mm-hmm. okay to ask those questions, you know. And for Daddy, it was more of his mind that he felt himself not having all his faculties together. Yeah, I see. Now that I see what I see when I look back, because you do have to come to your conclusion um, in our in our world of suicide because we've got to keep on moving on. Mm. So for me, that's what's helped me to move on. So to recreate this Halos, which was formed in 2011, um, I was looking after this happened to dad and I knew I had to go talk to somebody else. And, and what's so weird about this whole thing is I am so pro organizations and things like that because support groups, because there's nothing like talking to someone who has been exactly where you've been cancer, alcoholic, whatever the group is, man, I, I I'm all behind them because 
there's nothing like talking to someone who's died who's had someone die by suicide so i went looking and i knew i couldn't do it i knew i was too fresh into it i had the personality to to make it happen but i knew uh losing my dad i knew there was something else i needed well of course it was something bigger than me brought me to Amy Johnson. She lost her only son at 15 years old when he died by suicide. Mm-hmm. I remember the very first meeting when I opened her door of her office and the love and compassion that she just exuded at me was unbelievable because I knew this girl lost her son. It only had been child. like, yes, mm-hmm. an only child. So this was a... Um, met her on a July so dad died in April July it's so funny now that I look at the time like I'm like wow that's just I mean I was on a path I was on something and I said you know we've got to reform this group and she talked about halos and and so um, August August of 2015 is when she and I opened the first door and said come in and and for four and a half four years now it's just been unbelievable the folks that have come now I didn't know anything about suicide and unfortunately life has made me an uh, not an expert if you will but someone who has sat around with a bunch of folks but I can tell you loud and proud now that every one of those folks who died by suicide were the most precious souls there ever was they were so kind they just this this world was just too big for them if you will Mm -hmm. so we are on a path Ted and I and uh, I'm so proud to have Ted a part of us now because Amy's story is because of halos because of uh, moving on with her journey she um, come to a conclusion that she wanted to be closer to her parents in these last days of their lives Mm -hmm. you know they're good doing well but they're getting older so she's moved away and she's not here so we've been without her for about a year and a half now but uh Ted Thibodeau has stepped up to the plate. Sharon East uh, lost her only son in 2000. I'm sorry, she has two sons, but she lost one of her sons when he was 25. I think so. Um, in 2001, we always call her the old one, and we laugh about that. Not in age, but in length of time of losing someone. So we always always refer back to her. Hey, where you think you were at? Because we have to do that. We have to go back to where the person is that's coming into our group. Then we have Regina Darbone. She is. Uh, she lost her sister, and that's been. I can remember what's so vivid about Regina is when she walked into our meeting. It was probably not long after we started. Could have been a year, maybe. But I remember her crying and weeping so much. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, she must have just lost her sister. It had been four years. But the deal is with that, she never really put it to the forefront to allow herself to grieve mm. and to move through the steps so that's why that kind of taught us the lesson if we could talk loud and proud about this organization halos maybe if someone gets to us and starts on their path they don't have to wait four and five years before they can go through that next step mm-hmm. and it is work it is working is not the word but uh it is true it is a true statement because we've had like the new ones that we've had coming they've been coming for like a month and two months and when we see them making these strides we're like oh Mm. my goodness it just gives us helping others is what helps Uh us yeah absolutely that's that's the truth 
Yeah. Gives us purpose. It does. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. anyway, so that's kind of my story. And I am the uh, everybody, like I said, these personalities, we are called the core group, us four. And um, Ted, um, I'm just, just unbelievably overwhelmed at head and what he brings to the table because he's so organized and so you know he just does such a you know it takes all of us in our personalities and i'm not like that but i can get out there and i can talk loud about it and i can give us a platform but uh, it's ted that can come in and men bring some wonderful different things like paperwork and things that can make these people move forward in um in a physical way it's mm. whether they do uh projects or things like that but uh so I'd like to to deter move it over to Ted Thibodeau. Uh, Ted Thibodeau. Um, I lost my only child, uh, my daughter Lindsay, in uh, 2017, January 16th, and um, I knew she was going through you know relationship problems and you know things with life, but nothing to the extent of, of a suicide. Uh, I had got custody custody of her. Uh, when she was a year and a half. Okay. And uh, raised her as a single parent. So we were just so close. Just, yeah. I mean, we, she lived here in Lake Charles and um, we visited several times a week, went to lunch. I mean, we were just that involved. And so for, for that to happen to me, I'm like, this can happen to anybody. Couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah. The, you know, if it, for me not to detect it to, to that kind of level, it, it can happen to anybody, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, and I, I didn't know of anyone else in our family or friends that had died by suicide. That's new to me. And so, um, so this was January sixteenth, twenty seventeen. Um, the next month in February, my uh, friend, my next door neighbor, right next door to me, took his life. And so, you know, I'm still reeling. I'm a month into it, and. Uh, so here we go again and then um another month and a half later uh, my cousin takes his life and uh so i wasn't close to him uh i knew his mother and we we had visited before but they lived further away but it was the same family um you know the same family going through another suicide in, in three months um and then a month after that in may my brother took his life so the same family three times in in five months, four months, it, this is going on. So, um, you know, you just you just pray a lot. You you try to find and, and like Jody said, you try to find some some help out there. I had heard of a, a group in Lafayette uh, called the Jacob Crouch Foundation. Okay, and someone else else told me about Halos. And at that time, Halos was only meeting once a month in Sulphur. And so uh, I attended, and to have to think I'd have to go a whole nother month before another meeting, it was inconceivable. I was, I was like trying to get from one breath to the next, or one, yeah. one minute, one hour, one day. And so to, to think about this meeting that I needed to try to wait a whole month, it was, and so, um, so I heard about another group, which is called the Compassion Friends. And it's the loss of a child by any cause, accident, oh. disease, suicide. Okay. So I started going to that. It was kind of filling the gaps within, yeah. you know, here in Lake Charles, they have a, 
a group that meets. And there's also a group that meets in Lafayette. So I was catching that one. So I was going three, four meetings a month, and it yeah. was just getting me to, to the keep, next. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, so you have to process all these things. Uh, um, something that's probably the number one um, emotion is anger. Um, fortunately, I didn't have that. Mm. Um, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah, uh, but as people, but we've seen. We've yeah. no. It, it is a. It is a. And people it come is through there. the group, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like fresh. It, you, you, it's and it's. Uh, they're mad at God. Yeah. They're mad at um, themselves. Um, they're mad, probably mostly at the person who took their life. Um, mm. In different situations, they can be mad at someone else, family or friends that they may have thought um, caused it or pushed the person to this point, or, or knew and didn't do anything. So yeah. you have a whole lot of uh, dynamics that goes yeah. on within families and situations. That. But um, so so anger was not mine, fortunately. But um, you know, you have guilt. Mm. I mean, I'm a parent. How could I not know my child was going through this and and I'm not see it? Yeah. Um, you know, you have denial. Some people just can't believe it's true, and you kind of live in that little world for a little while until it fully sinks in. Um, you have the guilt, the stigma, uh, also from suicide, um, which I'm glad people are able to talk about it more. I'm glad you're doing these podcasts like that because it's getting the word out. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, with a lot of the uh, celebrities that have taken their life, um, the silver lining, if you will, is that it's got in the news. It's forcing the people to talk about it. Yeah. And um, some of these celebrities, you feel like you knew them. Like, you know, you've seen so many movies or uh, concerts or music, and you just, it's almost like you know yeah, them. Yeah, you and feel so, connected. And it's like yeah. part of your extended family almost for some people. And so, um, but it forces it down. It forces a conversation to happen. And in the two years I've been with Halos, uh, I find that, a lot of times just talk to people you know whether it's the cashier we get in the habit of just doing these motion these rudimentary um operations and motions and, yes. and routes, routines chores what have you we'll go through the drive through and we'll just worry about our whopper or big mac whatever and get in bag you check the bag and drive off but that's not a robot there you just interacted with somebody human being yeah. uh, somebody the cashier at the grocery store um they'll say hey how you doing how you doing and go back and then and then it's there's no conversation so personally what i've done i've tried to just take it to another level and interact with that person and live in the moment mm. uh i try not to meet a stranger uh if i see a stranger i feel like a stranger is somebody you, is a friend you just haven't talked to yet and so um and that's that's how i live now because you don't yeah yesterday's in the past tomorrow may not happen so you Who's ever in front of you right now? That's that's the world. That's the, that's your life. That's what's yeah. going on. And I'm happy. I know it. I'm Sorry for interrupting the conversation, but I have something I need to tell you about. You may or may not know this, but this podcast is produced in the city of Sulphur, Louisiana, one of the sister cities that make up Southwest Louisiana. All of my childhood memories are wrapped up in the city of Sulphur. It's my home, and it's been a good home for most of my life. There is a growing diversity of unique businesses, services, and events in Sulphur, each with a rich and colorful story to tell about their particular place in this little jewel on the west side of the Calcasieu River. My mission is to promote good news, to put a positive signal out in the world. That's why my team at Parker Brand Creative Services has created the new brand, Sulphur Today. Here's how it works. Post your sulfur event, service, 
photos, videos, or information using the hashtag SulfurToday. That's it. My team and I will scan and curate those posts through the social media platforms we've put in place. Before you make your post, just type hashtag, that's a pound sign for the folks that don't know what a hashtag is, and the words sulfur today with no space. My team at Parker Brand is monitoring this tag right now, and they're ready to create positive digital curb appeal for our city by sharing all the very best sulfur has to offer through the sulfur today social media pages. As the sulfur today project grows, we will be scheduling interviews and video sessions with businesses, events, and services so they can tell their story of sulfur today in a series of ongoing micro documentaries. Look for the eye-catching sulfur today sign when you're out in about and be ready we may be stopping by to visit you for a photo op and don't forget to stop by the parker brand creative services studio in sulfur to grab a sulfur today decal for your vehicle or business we want people visiting our area to know that they can find all the wonderful things we have to offer with ease and be a part of our history by utilizing the sulfur today pages or by searching the sulfur today hashtag do you want to help us tell the story of sulfur today Here's what I need you to do right now. Visit and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash sulfur today. And be sure to share positive sulfur information and post often using the hashtag sulfur today. Now, back to find the good news. Uh, you know, you might be able to tell, I mean, it's kind of got my heart quivering because that's such a big... Um, a big driver behind why we do this show and you know if i think wouldn't think i'd get choked up about this i mean we're talking about suicide but it's just that in and of itself what you just said there is connecting with other human beings as human beings even today Correct. at lunch I, you know I, this is this recurring background thought that hits me all the time is how i want to s- layer by layer day by day to stop identifying myself as anything that's keeping me from looking at another human being as a brother or a sister or just the same species you know so sometimes i even have a thought like that like when i think of myself as a louisianian then i'm not a texan and then there's a divide but you know there's a story one i can't remember who it was but one of the astronauts on this documentary said you know when she looked down at the earth it was the first time she ever felt like a human being you know she'd always felt like an american and she said and that was that she never felt like an american mm. ever again she said when she came back she just felt like she was a part of this big organism you know and you know she got teary-eyed when she was talking about it. it's like that's a great epiphany mm-hmm. and what you're saying about connecting with people and seeing them mm-hmm. as people you're so right i mean we have to just resist that mm compulsion to get on autopilot and you never know what somebody is going through that's right never exactly i was um with those exact words you just said i do service work in southwest louisiana five parish area and i happened to go into uh grand lake elementary school and uh it surprised me on the wall of the of the in the hallway they had that same saying is that you don't know what someone else is going through so this is like elementary kids trying to get them on on that kind of mindset yeah and it's true and and when you talk to people if you just give people um a little dignity 
Yeah. You know, a little respect mm-hmm. and a chance for them just to speak on a normal normal basis ask them how their day is going but mean it man right, you, know? you know what's so cool too it's easy and it, it's written in a lot of different uh leaders in our past but to treat others how you would want to be treated is exactly the way we should uh we should talk with each and every one of us how would you like to be treated mm-hmm. yeah i mean pain shared is it's divided at that point i mean and that's really i talk about this a lot on this show the word compassion we say it so often but when you really look at what it means it means to suffer with and for the culture we live in i i find that that's a message that we don't want to receive to suffer with to take someone's pain and carry it with them well that's not my pain that's their pain but it literally heals us when we do that. When we listen to someone else, and I, I would take compassion not just as suffering, but if someone wants to sh- has a need to share something, if we just give them a moment to do that, just a piece of our heart, mm, just a exactly. little piece, it, it's good for us too. We, we find all these different little dimensions inside of our heart mm-hmm. that just sort of wake up all of a sudden if we allow it to. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you said that when you look at the bigger picture, we're just one organism. Yeah. You know, and we truly are our brothers and sisters. We are all are wanting the same thing. And that's what's so cool about I love because when you do the Google Earth thing, just like you said, she looked down and, oh, my gosh, it got just it got bigger. Um, another thing that is something that we are really want to say with halos is that the way a person leaves this earth does not define who they were. Yeah. And we say it boldly in our group. But if you think about it, if somebody dies from cancer, that's not who they were. Right. And uh, you know what? And living what you talk about, my dad, I knew I was going to do a service. Okay, so I faced the elephant in the room. And I said, I don't want anybody leaving this room thinking of my daddy any other way. Yeah. And I'm and I faced it, and you know, I, in that time I knew nothing about suicide, but the whatever the way I put it, they knew what I was talking about. It's like I got the elephant out of the room, and I kid you not, for 45 minutes, we were laughing. They were signing my daddy's casket, lined up to do it. If people would have been on Highway 90 uh, by Hicks and Sulphur, that's where we were, they really would have thought we've lost our minds that when we came out and we were smiling. And matter of fact, I think someone even, I got a picture because my daddy wrote, I mean, my, my husband, who was my dad's, I mean, my husband's best friend, my daddy and he, and uh, it, it tore my husband up for a long time. His feelings got he got uh, got tucked away for a long time, and he's just now released it. I just wanted to say that real quick. But he laughed, and he said, you know, uh, I get to ride KT with, in the Cadillac. Yeah. So he rode with me, you know, and at the, at the cemetery, had the good dear friend Greg who sang, you know, got his guitar and sang to him. And that thing was covered with people's beautiful messages toward him, and we sent him off, and we celebrated his life. So I can say life is to be celebrated. Mm. So when someone passes away, because I can say my dad died tragically, but I was determined to celebrate their life. So we can kind of help folks to remember yeah. that. And we are to live this life to be able to celebrate it now, celebrate it later. See, I like this because this is this is the territory. I mean, and this, I can only speak from my own life, but... To me, this is the territory that begins to heal a lot of things because we're talking about suicide, but really what we're talking about is life and death and beginning to look at both of those things in completely 
health much healthier ways right i mean that is a great way to put that let's just say that let's just talk about that just a second a more healthier way yeah that was that is excellent well we don't death. talk about death i love that. that we're afraid of it we're taught to fear it our i mean we, we go to the doctor to keep it away we do all this stuff to stay healthy and young and i mean that has nothing to do with suicide but no. we do all of that because we're taught that death is to be feared it's fine it's a final thing and again, this you can get off into systems of belief, which I, I try to be careful about because everybody has their own framework, and which is fine with me. But for me, I've said this, and it's easy to say when you haven't lost anybody. Okay, mm-hmm. and we are when talking the, about loss. I'm just loss. telling you, when the rubber hits the road, you're gonna you're right. gonna really you're gonna examine your belief system. Well, it's kind of like my dad. I mean, he he's he passed away three four years ago, and you know very horrible horrible to look at illness okay. wasn't a peaceful death yeah you know it was pain and suffering and and to even look at him was painful mm. you know and it, it has a lot of negative to it and if i allow myself to live and if i go in, and i'm gonna mention one of my past podcast guests his name is mike brignack he talks a lot about using your imagination in a powerful way if i use my imagination in a powerful way i can bring myself back to the texture of like that reality of that last time i saw my dad in the hospital i can literally see the glistening of the water in his eyes you know and there's times when i dream about just his eyes being full of water and that's very real but that is my dad's used up body it isn't the life that he lived and so when i now what i've learned to do to make peace is i honestly and i say this very plainly to most people i said I know consciously that my dad is dead, and I'm using quotey fingers for people who can't see. I know that he's dead, but I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's alive because when I use my imagination, I can go there and see him and smell him and hear him and touch him. And it's just as if he were here when my eyes are closed. Can he, you know, we have conversations with him, and he's young and healthy, and he's he's even a better than the way that I truly experienced him. So through his death, I'm able to have see him in a fuller way. It's the strangest thing, and yeah. it doesn't sound great to some people. They're like, "Well, that's not reality." It's, yeah, yeah, it's my reality in exactly. my heart, and that's how I see him with love. That's mm-hmm. how I. So I don't think of him as just this thing that that blipped out of existence. Yeah. You're you're exactly right, you know? and this whole thing is about love. That's one thing I find that no, you know, or in my little world, there's no one that's offended because I represent nothing but love. That's that's my personal belief and my personal choice. So nobody's really, um, you know, they don't mind talking to, with me. And I think if we continue to share that, what is love? It's basically being kind to one another, mm. simply. Simply yeah. and helping people go through exactly what you're going through, and I think you're going to help somebody that's listening today that has lost someone because that's you beautifully said it correctly the way that it should be done. And it's funny because I just had a dad uh, a dream last night about dad, and it's been a while, but it brought back a memory. I'm 56, but when I graduated from high school, it brought this memory in my thought because there's a picture and he wore a suit. Mm. My daddy was not a suit-wearing type of a man, <laughs> never. But what it did and brought me joy and, and peace and love today is, wow, my daddy 
thought that much about me and my graduation day that that's how he chose to dress mm. and it 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 just lightened my day and my heart and my spirit today so every day we've got to look for those little nuggets because they're everywhere yeah well it's like you know hmm, i'll be careful about how i talk about this but it's like when my loved one tried to com- commit suicide you know it was basically a drug overdose with the intent to die yeah you know it was what was accessible and this was how they were going to do it but because they didn't die and there was an extreme intake of drugs you know you have that's going to create a lot of physical reactions Um. so when i got to the hospital what i saw was a nightmare Mm. version of the person that you love Mm -hmm. you know eyes doing things that are abnormal body doing things that are abnormal and i remember being in the hospital thinking and they they didn't know at that time you know what was going to happen this could be brain damaged could be you're going to be taking care of this person you know feeding them for Mm -hmm. the rest of their life they didn't know and so i remember being in the hospital you know, we had lost dad not too long before that. And I remember that that lesson, that imagination, that, that image of dad's eyes was very powerful in that hospital because I remember thinking, right now, this could be the image that gets exactly. burned in my head of this person. But this is not the whole person. This is also the person that I knew when they were very little mm-hmm. and you know saying sweet things and helping me do things mm-hmm. this is also this person i think sometimes we can wrap people's whole existence up in this one moment like you you yeah. said that already but i mean just to wherever they land is who they are but it's we're all of it we're, yeah, we're so everything positive, yeah. from the day you're born to then all the sweet things i mean so I'm many still, aspects to a life yeah yeah and we should we should i've always said this even about my dad and i hope someone will say it about me someday is that I, you get credit for everything you get yeah. credit for the dastardly terrible things that you did but you get credit for the good things too you can't mm-hmm. just go oh they were a real son of a bitch one time you know and then it's like well that's who they are it's not who these people are exactly and we you know we're and complex ex- for sure very much so and you know and we had kind of talked about that why some make it and some don't there's that that's we have not the answer for that so this would be a great time for us to go ahead and talk about the two distinctive sides to suicide are the those who are trying to help in that area and uh, we're so proud of kevin yachty's he's dr kevin yachty's yeah. from mcneese he has taken on uh the out of the darkness walk this week this year right? it is this Correct. weekend this saturday uh halos we have done it the last three years and we're glad to do it. But what we love, what we love about now and where we are in the community is to know the two distinctives. We've got Kevin, who wants to really—I mean, he wants to send his psychology students over there at Magnese. They want to do this research and try to get better at how can we prevent. Well. That is awesome, and that's what this walk's going to be about. And well, it's going to be about the two things, really. The walk mm, is, right. and then of course we have distinctively set ourselves aside as the post-suicide because we want people to know that, you know, if you lose someone to suicide or if you have lost someone to suicide, there is a group here that understands the pain that you're going through, and you're welcome to come join us. Mm. So Saturday. 
it's going to be a uh, the two coming together to walk because everyone that's walking there are walking because they've lost someone to suicide. Yeah. Or and then there are some are there that are going to be walking that they they lived past mm-hmm. the the pain that they were feeling and they have got the help they need and whatever the reason is they're still here. So it's yeah. kind of like in everything in life. If you're still here, you've got this you've got this journey. Ted just talked about an horrible horrible right. within a six months period but he's still here so what what is he here to do well he's he's got his mission that he's and what it is it's basically what we all have yeah. to love to care for others to be compassionate to others to be the light that people are looking for not that we can save everybody from everything that they're going through but we can be a light and a pointer i always say we are a glorified pointer so if somebody comes to us we can especially if they're suicidal we can point them in the right direction yeah and then if they're of course they need us at halos healing after a loved one suicide we're here and basically we sit in a room and we just let people talk and we just let them share and we let them say the things that stigma will have them say until we learn better because that's like when they sit in here in our room they're like my loved one committed suicide and we get to say well you know what the correct way to say it is they died by suicide Mm. because we didn't connect and it's not that it was a bad thing it's just something as we learned I would have not ever like you know, one of our gals would say, I would have, I could have done my whole life meeting in any of y'all, but because we've dealt the same thing, we've become this family. And it's really crazy. And I think Ted can attest to this. When we meet a new person, it's like a kindred spirit like no other because we can, we it brings us back and that's why I call us heroes you know some of them don't Ted and Sharon and Regina at first they didn't we can't because we had the seminar Halo's Heroes and uh, no we're not really heroes but I say we are because we have to rip that band-aid mm-hmm. well me I have to rip the stitches I have to actually rip that scar that's already there to to maybe to help someone else because I don't I remember those early days and the pain it's still there it's you know it's still there but you do learn to live with certain things in this life and how you can go on and you never get over it. it's kind of like Willie Nelson's song I wish we had it do you ever play music no yeah oh it's Willie Nelson, it's not something we get over, it's something we get through. Yeah. That yeah. is a cool song. Love that, that too. Oh, yeah, you you're know, right. And we do. And so, you know, my little world, I'm passionate about halos. I'm not passionate about other things that people are because that that's their gig. That's their, all I mean, I just Alzheimer's group and the cancer groups and like I said, I have my you know, I'm in the AA world. I've got someone I love that is a recovering alcoholic, you know, for over six years now. And I so I kinda I love it when these people get so excited about their groups because i am so pro support group because there's nothing like talking i said it before i'll say it again to someone who's been through and someone who died by suicide we can sit there and actually just look and cry with them and know the pain and and i say that it's different because i remember first when this happened um Probably four or five months into it, I, I went to a counselor because uh, I could get it free. I'm normally the counselor. I'm a celebrant. I can I always laugh. I tell people I can marry you or bury you. <laughs> I'm a minister of love, and that's all I'm about. So I can do all that kind of stuff. And most people would talk with me, but I went and talked with a counselor, and one of them said, well, so-and-so, this other counselor just lost their daddy. Maybe you want to talk to him. <gasps> that's when I said, hell no. 
And I'm sorry. I heard you say a bad word. I can say that no, word. No, we can say whatever we, we want. It's a podcast. Well, then, nobody regulated. Well, it. let's tell you, because I, I, want, I say hell no, because for me, I don't want to talk to anybody who lost their daddy. I mean, I, I get it, and I lost that. But to lose someone to suicide is a whole different animal. It is. A whole different animal. I lost my mama uh, just a year, not even two years ago, so it was two and a half years. Mama was just beginning... Uh, she'd come to one of our Halos meeting, and uh, her thought, her hurt was when she spoke up, and because she's more quiet, she's, she wasn't like me, but she was worried about my sister, who's quite like her, mm. that, that found him. And, and when she shared that, I saw her heart, but then she passed away um, unexpectedly, you know, and that that's that was tough. Mm-hmm. But what was the blessing for me is I got to be with her when she took her last breath, you know. I got to be with my grandmother when she took her last breath, so it was a totally different loss. But to lose someone who just hurt so much in this life that they felt it'd be better if they just left. And to hear to hear other people talk, that's exactly the way they think that they're doing you a favor or mm-hmm. they're you know, they truly feel like I d I don't want to be a burden on anybody mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we could have told them, you know, we would have shared with them, you're not a burden, we're here to help you. But in their mind and, and you know, they thought that way. So one meeting, whenever it, what helped me the most is thinking of I don't know why it was brought up. Maybe I was talking. Well, I was thinking of the actual shotgun, and you know, my daddy was in the front yard, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I guess I'm always looking for the positive side. That the minute he he left this world with the agony, the next second for me, he was living a you know he 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 felt the peace that he had always wanted. That is my personal belief, and that's what gets me through the day. And I only thought I had that belief, and let me tell you what: until the rubber hits the road, I'm telling you, I never did believe that away as much as I do now. So now it's gotten sweeter to think that away, and then I, I'm always looking for my signs because I'm a sign believer in my too. numbers or the things that happen, and I, and, I, and to encourage others when they share that their signs are to be looking, you know. Or what's cool is don't really look at them because you find them when they just pop up in your in your in your in your face, yeah. which is beautiful, mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Uh, I that that's a beautiful thing to talk about right there. I'm, I also look. I call them the the, the nodes or the intersections of, of information. Sometimes where there's maybe a set of colors or sounds or even sigils that are surrounded a person throughout their life, and then all of a sudden there's this big intersection of all these things out of nowhere, and it's very relevant at a relevant time. I think you have to look for that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that to me, you're enter- entering into this dimension of relationship with the person still, mm-hmm. you know, I think that about my dad all the time, you know, that there's still a relationship there, you know, I don't feel it's not like the, uh, the best way I can describe it to somebody for me anyway, is like, it's not the kind of relationship I have with my child where I can put my human lips on their cheek and they can mm-hmm. feel my kiss. Mm-hmm. It's. A relationship with somebody who no longer has lips to kiss me with so they yeah. the relationship is new right. it's, it's like a new relationship right it's kind of more it's in, in its own way it's just as beautiful right and what i love about it we're, we're getting so deep you know in our in our thoughts and our thought process and what i love about halos is um the the gamut of folks that come and their beliefs so we really try to keep it open with whatever your belief is we 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 don't 
we don't care we don't judge we don't if whatever your belief system is now you know and everyone that sits there has love in their heart for their loved one that's gone mm. that's all that matters to right. us so it's really kind of cool when we can share what gets one person through the day one person may quote from a book yeah. one may bring something else but it all we can all take something from us and mm-hmm. that's where Ted does such a great job you know we just come with an open heart and a willingness to help as a peer-led group and uh, to let people share what they want to share and don't you know we can we can cuss we can say what we believe we can say what we don't believe we we don't give a flip like you said we're here and they're there to get some sort of help man Mm -hmm. to get them through that next breath like he said I'm telling you what we can remember vividly Having to remember to breathe, and yeah. I kid you not, and and, yeah, and people may it. have felt that kind of grief. And people feel a relief when you yes. can tell them that because they're gives them permission. They're thinking gives it. them permission. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they're thinking it, or they don't realize that's all it is. Like that's as simple as it is. Just mm-hmm. take a deep breath because you got so many emotions and so many thoughts going, and you're trying to process so much at one time. It's just like breathe deep, you yeah. Know? And you can do that, and and you can see in their eyes like it's the light bulb goes off. And I'm happy, I know it. I'm I hate to pause the program, but I want to ask you something. Did you know that you can help me and my team at Parker Brand Creative Services grow the Find the Good News signal? For less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can become an Early Risers Club patron on our Patreon page. What's Patreon? Well, it's a way for creators to fund their projects by pooling support from those really passionate people that believe in what they're doing. Do you believe in what we're doing with Find the Good News? I hope you do. We believe that there's already enough negative news in the world, even right here at home, and that good people doing good works deserve a platform to speak from to. That's why we created Find the Good News, and we believe in that simple mission. Maybe you believe in it too. If you do believe in finding and sharing good news, then head over to our Patreon page right now or check out the link in the show description. For a commitment of $3.33 a month, you can join the Early Risers Club of Find the Good News Patreon supporters and get access to The B-Sides, a patrons-only podcast with the crew behind Find the Good News, Parker Brand Creative Services. Each time we level up, the Patreon rewards will get bigger. If you're tired of old news, bad news, and fake news, help support Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. That's patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Now, back to the episode. Uh, For me, um, I live for that because the people who come who are new, we've had some who came and just within the same week they found us. Uh, Recently, some like the next month or within two months. Um, I didn't find halos till about five months or so. And so I was in agony. Those, you know, I wish I could have found halos. So, you know, and when they come to the first meeting, they realize this is like nothing else. Like I can't talk to some of my family, even um, our friends uh, at work. You know, I've I've been working with people um, for 28 years where I'm at. And uh, I've been blessed that they will allow me to, you know, uh, have a bad day or if it looks like I'm having a bad day, they'll ask me. 
you know, but not everybody has that kind of job or work. Some yeah. of those co- kind of co-workers yeah. depends. And sometimes it's your pride that you don't want to, you know, seem vulnerable yeah. or what have you. And so I'm kind of blessed in that respect. But um, for the people who um, are just coming to the meetings, you have to, whether it's been a month or it's been five years, you have to reach back to them and find out where they are. Mm-hmm. Because we're all on, on Jody is four, five, four and a half years. Four and a half years. I'm going on two and a half. And so um, our commonality is that we have lost someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all their emotions are still there. It might be a high emotion you may have not dealt with or you're still struggling with, or maybe you kind of beat it back some and it's low. So as we share, each one of us shares our story, you just become more this united unit uh, mm-hmm. and uh for someone who's thinking about coming to one of our meetings um we meet twice a month uh the first tuesday is in sulfur at the hampton inn at six okay. o'clock and uh it's a peer-led group and uh you just show up you don't have to talk if you're not ready but uh, i invite you to just come and at least hear the other stories and uh i very few people come and end up not talking because they just realize how warm of an environment and and um, how easy it is to to share these emotions. Yeah. And you wanting to talk, you want you wanting to hear your loved one's name. Mm-hmm. When it's it's kind of an odd thing when somebody dies by suicide, they're talked about less. Like because it seems like if somebody's going to bring it up to you, they don't want to bring it up to you because they know how painful it is yeah. and to them too. And sure. You know, um, and but you're just dying to hear their name. You're dying mm. to hear. Tell me a story about. It. What do you remember yes. about them? How's it? And, and so it's and it's it's like that with anyone who has passed. But for suicide, it's even it's it's harder for people to bring it up. And it's like I love what Ted hit when he first did it. Man, it was just so cool. So every now and then I just kind of let's do that, Ted. And we go around the room and we just say say you know what give a good memory. Yeah. And to see the smiles and the love mm. just coming across somebody's face to be able to talk about them. You know. My, my biggest thing I can remember, of course, like I said, I viewed death a little bit different because I'm, I'll, I see it all every day. Right. But I can remember the week before Daddy passed away, we went to the little uh, little little bar down the road because Daddy was a good dancer and we loved to dance. And I remember dancing with him for some reason. I mean, it's like I put on a recorder in my mind and I, when I danced with him. And I can now absolutely dance in my mind with him. So that's just a beautiful yeah. memory for me is to literally dance dance with my daddy again so and to hear the different ones go around because they're so we're so used to talking about the day it happened or whatever so to see their their facial expressions and their body language turn to a just like you said when they were vibrant a happy and loving, memory, yeah. yes a, a happy memory exchange or yeah. Yeah. so we don't we don't we do not have this this wonderful little program that we have and it's already done it's it's raw and it it could be hard at times but we're there and i think that's what our group is wanting and i truly believe this is what the world is wanting kind of what we're doing today be real people are wanting to see you real Mm -hmm. so when you share a shed a tear or you talk about whatever it is you need to do you need to cuss if you need to whatever it is people just want you to be real yeah and I, i i'm a big advocate of allowing ourselves to be tender which so so often especially i think with men too we're expected to be hard and be able to get toughen up and and wrestle our emotions and just bury that stuff down in a box and get through it and 
I, I find that just being tender and like kind of almost the visual for me is just taking my heart out of my chest and laying it on the yeah. table. Being vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Right. Like it's okay Man. to yeah. just let that stuff, you know, grief especially. And yeah. I, I guess it's strange because we, you know, our loved ones survived their suicide attempt, but at the same time near and near, near vicinity of that is losing dad. So it's like they're kind of married together in my mind, mm-hmm. these two different types of pain. And what I learned is that grief unchecked comes back in weird ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I've always thought of it as like a um, a leak under the sink that you don't know you have. Yeah. And then one day, all of a sudden, you open it up and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's like mold and stuff in here. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know this was leaking. That's a good analogy. Wow. Well, OK. With that thought, you just brought an analogy for someone who has died by suicide about the cup in the water. That was absolutely. What's that? I don't have it in front of me, um, but it's something I ran across lately. And we're always looking for the why. Um, you know, when somebody takes their life, you can put some of the pieces together. But hindsight, you know, as you talk to people, you know, this was going on, that was going on. And um, this article talked about the cup. And it's basically, if you think about a cup that is filled to the top with water mm-hmm. and it looks full. But you can put one more drop in there, and then it almost runs over. And you can put one more little drop, and then it runs over. So um, people who are struggling internally with suicidal thoughts, their cup is full. Mm. And you don't know what next little drop. It can be what you think is insignificant. you know. Yeah. But to them, that little drop is what pushes them over the edge. Yeah. And so um, it was just very well written. I can get it to no, you. I like that. And I'd like yeah. to hear that. that yeah. That's a great way to put that because – and it gets back to what we were originally talked about, about treating people just better. Just treat exactly. people better. It's such. It sounds so overly simple. And it is. Just yeah. every engagement, whether it be at the grocery store or whether it's with your sales rep on the phone or even through email or whatever – you know, do your best to just treat the other person that's receiving your life force through communication mm-hmm. yeah. better. Right. Well, and, be I, nice. and you know who the one you need to look for? Because this is another thing where people, you know, have said this before, but it's easy to be kind to someone that's kind to you. The right. one you really must do it is that one that just wants to give you a hard time. And when you truly come back to someone with, with a love or a kind word, guess what? It just puts it out like a fire. So if we can remember that, don't I mean the loved one? That's easy. You don't have to think about that one. It's those one that's giving you a hard time. It is hard. Is where right. you can turn things around and and uh, and I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a cool thing if you think when you look at it, and especially when you could see somebody's. You can just like I said they've had a bad day or whatever it is, and you just I'm sorry or yeah. take it upon yourself. You know, it was my fault. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you're nice first. Then it throws the jerks off. Yeah, and our ego yeah. doesn't want to do that, right? <laughs> our ego wants us to get be on top and yeah. and not have to be no. the one to apologize or to be lower or more humble. And so it's very difficult, especially in our culture. I mean, I always bring that up, and I don't want to blame. We have choices to make, obviously, mm-hmm. but the culture definitely has that message yeah. out there, you know. That yeah, but we can change. Well, let me tell you what: we can change our community, and that's always say if you're in my arms length, or you know, that's how we that's how we help the whole world, or save the whole world, or show the whole. World love is one ripple at a time. Yeah. Because the ripple's going to continue to go. So if we can just anything that we can do as a group, as a human being uh, in general, 
to to maybe to help someone in their next step that's what we want to we want to do and it makes us better people i think and i love this it makes me think of that cup you talked about i mean what you guys are doing is basically in a way saying hey i know your cup is full I've had some time, and I don't have as full a cup anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll take some of that out of there and help you carry that. There pour, you go. Okay. pour yeah. some into mine. Yeah, yeah. pour some into mine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that was the thing about suicidal behavior. It doesn't always look for me in our life. It didn't look like suicidal behavior. It looked like someone acting like they didn't want you around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When really, in hindsight, it's that person driving everybody away so they. And, I'm be careful here too because I don't want it to sound like I mean literally, but it was it almost like the suicidal thoughts almost act like a a demon almost. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to drive out everything that's good around you and isolate everybody away, push everybody away, so it can have you and destroy you basically. And so that's kind of the behavior we saw where it was like this person's being really nasty. This person's pushing everybody away. This person's being mean. That this person doesn't want anybody around. And then your reaction then is well then fine you don't want me around i won't be around well that's exactly what that Mm -hmm. thinking wants isolate me Mm -hmm. isolation now the people who love you aren't around you you know what i mean it's the opposite what they need you see very it's exact opposite but that's and it's and then on the surface you're not going oh they're suicidal right you're just going they're hard to be around Mm -hmm. right right Right. it's like this weird porcupine mode yeah that that sort of drives all things out yeah because like i said we why some make it some don't and that's in life and death period i mean i like I said we're at the funeral home i'm like why did this one like it why did that one we don't and it's so cool when you can really just be human and say you know what i just don't get it yeah but i don't have to get it right. i don't have to get it just go with it guess what today i was given a day i'm enjoying myself that's why me personally i'm going to get involved with everything that means something to me and i'm going to do it the top top i can and if, and i and my whole goal is as i'm doing something maybe it'll bring somebody or else along to say you know i want to be left i want to leave this world better than what i found it mm-hmm. i think we all do sure. you know and it just takes us to to maybe be a leader in the community to do that so you know anything we can do to help we want to but uh, of course today we're talking about halos and healing after a loved one's suicide and i wish we would have never had to have this conversation but unfortunately it's here and it's gonna be here too i just I'm, I'm not a gloom and doom type thing but we just want people to know that we're here if it ever happens as it comes in your wheelhouse we're here to be a uh, help where we can so how do people what's the if someone is like listening to this or or somebody passes the information along i mean what's the best way for them to connect with you i know you said the meetings are every other they're every two weeks, right? And well, one. that's that great social media, <laughs> yeah. Facebook. You have a Facebook page. <laughs> Halos, H A L O S. Halos. Okay. Yes, we try to. Uh, we keep up. You know, I put our stuff on there, and you know, let people know what's going on. We also have, like I said, this Saturday they have it's called uh, Out of the Darkness yeah. Walk. It's by AFSP, which is the National uh, Prevention Suicide Organization. There, they put this on all over internationally. So there's going to be a bunch of folks walking for those who love and they're celebrating 
in life. And then uh, we're we, going to be out there. Oh, yeah, are okay. you? Yeah, yeah. We'll awesome. have a table. Awesome. Oh, yeah. great. We'll have a table with our with our uh, stuff on there, you know, and just kind of point them in the right directions if they want to come to a meeting. But something else that we've done with Halos, because we, we do that every November, AFSP has a Survivor Day, and it's a special day oh, where, really? yeah, they have, uh, we have a film that it kind of talks with like several different families and, you know, kind of a structured type of thing, and that we host that. And this year it will be at the Brick House. And while I'm talking about the wonderful community, every place we have, the Hampton Inn, you know, the hospital, Christus Lake area, that's where we ha- we'll have it tonight. We have a meeting, have a meeting tonight. Night. Really, Charles? At 6 o'clock. At we're Christus? In the Christus Lake area on hospital Nelson? on Nelson. Okay. In Nelson the Lake, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Nelson, Nelson Seal. Yeah. Okay. It's mm-hmm. all, it's in the Ben Mountain boardroom. You'll enter at the day surgery back there. Yeah. They let us have it there. The Brick House, which is right there by McFarland's Pub. It's a beautiful catering place. Yeah. Miss um, Mary over there who owns it allows us to have it there free of charge. Wow. Uh, Maryland's Treasures of Maryland's. We've had it there free of charge. We've got wonderful people who, um, because we're not, we don't want anything. You know, we just want our, you lose someone to suicide, that's hard enough. To have to pay for something or go to somewhere, you know, you don't have to do none of that. Anything we ever offer is, you know, free of charge. And, of course, the Survivor Day is in November. But, of course, everything's going to be on uh, Halo's. But uh, we'll have a meal and we'll have that. And then in the spring, this is something brand you know new we've done since Halos. We make up a you know it was Halos Heroes one time, um, just different things because we feel like some people may come to a seminar type thing just to sit there quietly. And uh, maybe think they don't have to talk. So we have the, that one in the spring. We have this in the fall. They have the walk. We have our meetings. And um, so that's kind of what we have to offer. And that it's on our Halo's Facebook page. So they don't have to be alone. You don't that's have right. to be, to be counting alone. your breaths and you do not be, have to be clenched alone. up. Yep. We, Halo's is always here. It, we have our phone numbers out there. There's four core group members. Um, Jody, Sharon, yeah. Regina, and I. And we have our email address. You can contact them on, on Facebook. Um, I send out emails once you've come to a meeting or you, you give me your email address. I keep that going to where we stay in contact. That's and great. so uh, I don't sleep a lot, so somebody can call me anytime they want to, day or night. I'll talk to you. You know, I'll tell you, that that's actually great. I Since we started this show, uh, I've been kind of surprised by how many times different guests uh, have brought up suicide on it you know or have been touched by it a relative a friend and then even people who have been on the show after they've been on the show and even talked about suicide then they've had another loss just Mm -hmm. like what you were describing where it was back to back to back and i just go okay there's this thread that just keeps running through all these people and Mm -hmm. it just seems like nobody's untouched no in in calcasieu parish and jody may remember the numbers better but Mm -hmm. as of april um they had 18 suicides in, in Calcasieu Parish. And it's high for the parish. It's gotten even higher since. Mm-hmm. And I want to say we're up to doubling that last year. Well, they said on target for 48% yeah. higher or something yeah. like that in Calcasieu yeah. Parish. And, I, you, know, so, you know, they want to ask, you know, what they think it is. And I just... You know, there 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 is no. I don't believe there's no rhyme or reason yeah. to it. I think it's just more prevalent because it's it's more in the media now. Like you said, it, it used to not be as much in the media, but because of Hollywood and things like that. Yeah. But what I love about our Facebook page and and what we do, we have helped thousands of people. And let me tell you why. It's not because they come through our doors. It's because 
when you see a like or a click on a Facebook, we know somebody has seen something that has helped them. So just knowing they're not alone has helped so many people, which we may never, ever see them. So, and it's never been about that for us, but what it has done for us to realize, oh my goodness, look at all these clicks and likes or whatever. And it just means that somebody has said, man, you've helped me today. Yeah. That's the way it is in our world. Yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, that's what you want, right? I mean, that interaction, you know, we were talking, Ted and I were talking about this right before you had got here about how just social media and, you know, I had sort of a negative, well, I had a positive relationship with it that eventually turned negative. So I got completely away from it for a couple of years. And when I came back to it, I kind of reframed it as looked at it more like a phone. Or a radio. I was like, okay, I have a choice to use this in whatever capacity I want. It doesn't have to control me. And so now, just like what you're saying, I mean, we can use social media in such a positive way and put good things out Mm. there. And it's a perspective. It's funny you say that because I can honestly tell you I don't see anything negative on Facebook. Yeah, you know well, why? Because I've trained my mind. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it, and I see it for the good it can do. Yeah. So, you know, everything in this life is a perspective. We've yeah. just got to keep it simple. You know, hear that K-I-S-S. Yeah. Keep it simple, sister. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Keep it simple. Yeah. And we do that very well. I, I just, I'm not on Facebook, but I see it, <laughs> I see it as a tool. Um, just like a knife, I can cut a piece of fruit and feed myself, or I can stab somebody with it. You yeah, can use it as a tool. So, you know, use it for good. Yeah, yeah use um, it yep. for good, man. That's so. That's you're you're. That's exactly the mission of this show. It really is. Well, that's and it's, exactly it's, the fine, it's, it's find the good news. I yeah. love it. That's yeah. what. That's our mission. I mean, to use use it. our signals that we're putting out yep. there. Let them be good ones. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And just as a reminder of, um, like we talked about before, you know, just talk to people find out how their day's gone be genuine about it uh not just a cliche um but when you go to you know everybody's on their cell phones nowadays when you go to look at your cell phone you see the numbers one two three four five six seven uh look at that one two three at the top that has been around an average of how many people take their life Mm. and so let that remind you to call somebody or text somebody or visit somebody yeah or the next person you're going to run into Say something nice, you know, uh, go out of your way to do it. Yeah. And so we we don't have to add another number to that. I love that. I mean, there's a lot of potholes out there, a lot of despair filled potholes and and we can get caught in them and our kids can get caught in them and our families and people, just people we know. And I I worry about that because I've been a victim of despair, Right. you know, and and felt like, oh, what good is there? You know, you get caught in like mm-hmm. that view and it's so poisonous. I mean, it just starts to sort of seep into everything. And for long, it's like, you know, this moldy thing has touched this moldy thing and it's got that residue on it. And you're like, man, nothing looks good anymore. And I got to empty the whole fridge, you know, so to speak. <laughs> and I think it's, it's to keep it clean, keep it good and keep that stuff fresh. I mean, I have to do that. It takes work too. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. doesn't always come natural. For and you everybody. have, like I said, it's a perspective. You have to change your own thought process and find positive people. Yes. You know, something that you're well, passionate good. about, whether it's a hobby or a sport or whatever it is, uh, something you like to do, find those people that you can, you know, you know, they can boost you up. Yeah. You know, have positive vibes, positive things. Yeah. That's something that I've seen about despair in my own life and with other people is we don't realize it's happening when we get around a certain person. And before long, it's like, man, this is really getting into me. 
you know, and if you don't have that awareness of your thoughts and emotions, which a lot of us don't, I mean, you know, you look back and you're like, who am I anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, or especially if you're surrounded by a bunch of that. Yeah. You know, this is, that's really great. And y'all are, y'all are that positive influence in my opinion. I mean, such a great thing. Well, we're trying. And like I said, we, we didn't sign up for this, but this is what we're doing with uh, what was given us. And uh, we want to continue to help those out there. So we do appreciate you having us on and maybe something that was said, maybe help somebody or maybe, you know, put a spark in their mind or a thought and uh, thought process what they can do in their own circle. Even if it's not Mm. suicide, maybe they're thinking about whatever their gig is in yeah, life because right. everybody's got one thank mm-hmm. thank god we all have something different in this life right because we need everybody because there's so many different things out there and yeah. it's finding your purpose whether you you know uh are depressed or suicidal thoughts it's like find out what you're passionate about and, and pursue that yeah and when you've had somebody that you've lost to suicide it is overwhelming and you're disoriented for a while and you, you're in this fog and you're trying to get traction back and you know like i was a single parent i had a daughter only one child for 25 years she was 25 she had just turned 25 two weeks prior to taking her life so for 25 years she was ingrained in my existence and then i don't have her all of a sudden so i have to find a purpose so even after we lose somebody to suicide to get back on the same track that you're productive and you have a meaning in your life, you have to find a purpose. And so part of my purpose is trying to give back and help these other people uh, that are going through this. I and that keeps that. me going. You know, I, I just want to share this with you. People who have listened to this show probably get sick of me talking about it. But one day I was at Stein Lumber getting a key made for um, a door at our house and you know I, it just hit me as i was watching the guy make the key he, he pulls the blank key off the thing and he takes it out and then all of a sudden it's like the little you know and the sparks and he would pick the key up and he put another grind in it and as i was watching him i started kind of thinking about it's relative to what you're saying it's like you know right now i bet you if he stopped grinding on that key it would probably fit in some lock somewhere as it is it just doesn't fit in Mm. my lock but it made me think about how that's kind of what happens to us in life our gifts and all that stuff we kind of get a little grinding and a little angle here and there and then one day that key slides into a door and we go oh that's what that was all about that's the door Mm -hmm. that's what i'm supposed to do yeah it was grinding and yet sparks and it was sometimes yeah very hard (laughs) and it's maybe painful but now now I've, I've unlocked this door and I can do something now. This is exactly what I'm wow. here to do, you know. Wow. That's hard to find. And sometimes when we look for it, we don't see it. And, and it comes at us from a painful angle. But mm-hmm. to know that you can help other people is just, uh, to me, that's what's it's worth it. And sometimes it doesn't happen in front of your eyes. No. Sometimes if, if you're kind and you approach it, people with love you planting a seed you can have an exchange with them or you try to you think you and then you walk away and you're like man I, you know that didn't go like i thought it was going and then that person you don't know what happens with that person with it that, that what you just did you what you shared with them that love you expressed to them i think it goes that paying it forward kind of thing that ripple effect that joda was talking about and yeah. it, it does i think it, i do see that continue once in a while you it'll come back around to you hey that person said this or this or they post something on facebook or whatever it is and you're like man i do have an effect on people this yeah. can continue yeah you know? i love that pass it on mm-hmm. that's good and i'm happy 
This episode's Fishing for Goodies Fishbowl sponsor is Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. I don't know what you look for when you travel, but one of the things I look for when I'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city I'm traveling to. I do this almost every time I go to a new city, but if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. So, this is, y'all, that's the first part of the show. There is another part to the show. Uh, it's a few more questions. Okay. That fishbowl that's right there that you sat down, if you don't mind grabbing that. <laughs> This oh. is called fishing for goodies. Oh, well. And so everybody who comes surprises. on, everybody who comes on this show, okay. what we do is this is full of cards and slips of paper. Some of that's been put in there by people who have been on the show, but it's basically random questions. And so what we'll do is I we draw three at this point, and so you can draw one, then you'll draw one, and then draw another, and then we'll just see what comes out and. Y'all both can answer okay, the question. Wow. Well, thank you, Ted. Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's see. What's this say? Okay. Recent moment recent moments of happiness in your life. And I think I just talked about that. Was uh one of them was my dad, having that dream with my dad. Mm. And uh this morning, uh I got to be with my grandkids because it was Mall and Paul. That's what we're called. And uh, they had a little thing they did at Mall and Paul's camp, so I got to go be with them. So that was some moments of happiness in my life. That's great. What about you, Ted? All right, let's see what I got. No, what's your moments of happiness? You got to answer our questions, too. Moments of happiness. Um, I was blessed that my daughter had a daughter. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Some people have lost their only child, and their child had no no kids. So I feel like... um, it's an extension of her. Sure. And um, just anytime I can be around her and just, like I say, I soak up in the moment because I don't know what tomorrow brings. You know, one of us may not be here tomorrow. And so um, I just 
can't get enough of them. I bet. God, man, I didn't hear. I didn't know that. That's that has to be a blessing, honestly. Like you use that word. It is. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And wow. she's a little pistol. She's uh, engaging. How old is she? uh, she's six and a half now. Oh wow. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you a story. A little quick um, story. She had come over to the house, and um, I was wanting to show her something, and she was involved. I had given her this little uh, castle that she had. We, I'd put together whatever and so she's arranging her characters and figures in there whatever and i'm trying to get her attention because i want to show her this thing and uh so her name is rosalind and i call her rosie and so i said rosie let me show you this and she kind of put me off and said, so rosie let me show you this because um papa uh, i'm trying to do this right now can you see about yourself <laughs> <laughs> And so it's funny when they get like that and you're like, man, it's so, oh. so grown up. Matter of fact about oh, things. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you yeah. See about yourself. I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Of I like that. That's good. It's awesome. Now you drew another question already. Huh? I did. You got the, would you rather this time? Okay. Oh, man, would I rather, okay. Would I rather find true love or find $10 million? Oh, wow. Hmm. You know, that's, that's a Wait, tough one. It's gonna be t- no, it's going to be. Look, I, I'm married. I have to. I know what I have to say. But you're not married. You can say which one. I can one? spread a lot of love with $10 million. <laughs> I might find a lot of true love with $10 You know $10 what? In this world, $10 million, you could do a lot of loving acts with $10 million. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like that hesitation. I like that. Hmm. Let me see. Um, yeah. Well, you know, true love, I don't know. Um, I feel like I have love every day. And so if there's only one person out there, if that's what this uh, is expressing or the intent of it is, um, I meet a lot of loving people every day. So I think with $10 million, I can move a lot of people um, to where they feel loved. Yeah. So instead of just looking out for me, I'd rather make 10 million people feel loved than just worry about me. Wow. That's a good way to look at it. I like that. Yeah. Well, and I've been married 33, over 33 years. So, of course, I'd have to pick the other. uh, (laughs) But what's so cool with that statement, and as I think about it, because uh, my husband, Dwayne, he was, he was, when we first met and married, you know, just the most passionate and you know every girl's dream when she thinks about a man romantic and all that and 33 years later we're we're at that place where you know we're grow we're doing what we said we were going to do grow old together mm. you know we're both he's a musician i sing and all that and on, on his cake it said we're going to make spend a lifetime making beautiful music together wow and we have done that and that's what we're going to continue to do he's a great guitar player love that mm-hmm. he plays for uh merle haggard's son marty haggard really so we get to play Merle Haggard all the time. Well, I tell you what, y'all really took a question that could have been so silly and <laughs> turned it into some really beautiful answers. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, that that's that's a good. Sometimes those would you rather cards when yeah. people draw them, I'm always like, what's on that card? Because I don't even know what they all say. <laughs> yeah. They're sometimes a little cheeky, but that one, that one really, y'all y'all cut right in and got some good stuff out of that. Deep. I yeah. guess because we've been deep here. I've been accused of being there too deep, but okay. So I'd rather be too deep get, than too shallow. Yeah. yeah. Do I do one more time? <laughs> one more. One more. Okay. Let's see. What's something about you that surprises people when they first hear it? Oh Lord. <laughs> you know that that's a tough one for me because I am. 
So I'm such an open book. I will laugh at myself. I will tell you the dumb things I do. <laughs> I just don't care about that. So what something may not know about me, you know what? You know what it is? I'm going to tell you right now. I do a lot of things. And if anybody follows me on Facebook, it's so funny because I think I'm like, where did they get that? But they see me. How do you do all this stuff? And I do everything so quick, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have been on KPLC today. I've been here. I've done, uh, I've got other things I have to do, been at work, going back and forth, building a, a Facebook page for the fair and doing all this stuff. But when I get home, I'm going to walk through that door, literally put my purse down and sit down and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, that might be a surprise. People might think, I'll I bet know. she just goes and goes till nope. she crashes out. I yeah. think so, too. So that would be a perfect one. Nope. I do everything real fast. I get it done. That's my high energy personality. I get it done, get it done, make my email, do my text to the other people, whatever. And then I'm done for the day and tomorrow they'll answer or whatever. So there you go. That's I for like me. that. What, What's what, your big secret? I want to see. People don't know about you. Um, man, that's a good one. Uh, I guess you don't know what you don't know. But um, what was the question exactly? Yeah. Okay. What's something about you that surprises people when they first hear it? Do they know you're a drummer? Did that they surprise anybody? Uh, he is a drummer and yeah. a songwriter. Really? That's true, too. So that could <laughs> well, surprise see, you. I'm surprised see? you didn't even mention that today. So <laughs> I you try know. to be humble. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. That's it lowers good. the bar so, you know, I can <laughs> so impress they can just them. be like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> if you lower the bar with me, I'm more likely to impress you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I say that, too. Disappoint them. And, he, and, and he's, such, he's a, such a perfect gentleman. You know, we had our fourth anniversary, and we all went out to eat. We're a family, and we're three women and, and Ted. And uh, he got us, all us girls, uh, a gift certificate to uh, a spa. Oh, and wow. That, he's just such a sweet, senti- sentimental guy. So I, I don't know if people would be surprised surprise i don't think they'd be surprised but it's a wonderful quality about him yeah that that's a wonderful quality i would say so too i think being uh sincere and sentimental and tender-hearted mm-hmm. and all that is just kindness 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 that's i mean it. hey i'm guilty of not being kind but man when I, i'm always when i see somebody being just being kind especially in a rotten yes. situation i'm like look at the strength man that's that's where that just blows my mind. Man, that's where you can shine, man. In the middle of a, where, you know, especially in a supermarket market, if somebody, mm. you know, is doing it, man, yeah. man yeah. you can shine by just giving some, give, a, give it a light on somebody. Yes, boy, that's it. So that's what it is, huh? It's the guess, drumming and the song, I right? Guess <laughs> maybe so. If that yeah. surprised you, that's a good it one. It does surprise <laughs> me because it wasn't brought up. I mean, that's I didn't, right. re- didn't even know. Yep. Do you play yeah, in a well, band or anything? Or I did for years, and um, I don't play the drums in band now but uh i have an acoustic guitar at home and i found um i would write before my daughter passed but um since she's passed you know i started writing songs and that was a way to cope and that was Mm. a way to get it out and uh and i've shared those songs with some people and they've connected to it and that's pretty cool because you know you're dealing with something difficult and for someone and you play that song for someone else and for them to get it like this is your in your head so you think okay this is for me i understand it but for someone else to relate to it and uh for the essence and and, um what it is and that's really okay well you know what you just said it loud and proud in front of god and everyone so guess what we're going to have you do at one of our meetings you better bring that guitar (laughs) i say i would and then my shyness kind of overrides that but i will i wish you had it here i mean i've had people play songs oh yeah Yeah. i thought about it but uh well i well i'll do what i do and you ain't woman enough 
to take my man. I've heard you sing. I sing Loretta Lynn and that That's old right. country stuff. And you, you, yeah, because oh, okay. y'all are doing um for Cal Cam Fair. Yes, you're doing like Cal Cam's got, got talent. talent. So man, if that. anybody <laughs> hear this, we would love for you to audition because that's how they're going to do it. And it's so funny when we I was on KPLC today, they were talking about uh, it's the finale going on for America's Got Talent. Yeah, oh, so it's it kind of okay? it kind of fell into the perfect timing. And uh, so I kind of took all those things. Um, and what I've done is. I'm just I dive into what I do. The uh, Alec Caprice having a karaoke contest going on from now uh, until the Halloween is going to be the finals. So I said I'm going to go do it. And, oh wow! Uh, so sure enough, I won because you got to have they pick the three. And so I said, you know, I just want to go on the other side, see how that feels, and uh, and just kind of to help those along the way. I think it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be fun. And incur- yeah. I mean, I've got a nine-year-old little girl. Her mama called and said, look, she said she wants to do it, and I said. I look, I'm encouraging her. Come on. Yeah. Definitely. Come well, have sing. fun. I think if you can get, you know, yeah, there's going to be prizes and yeah, there's yeah. going to be a third, second, you know, all yeah. that stuff, but yeah. go have some fun. Have fun. Be exactly. Yeah, you you know, know, it's funny you said that because I never did once think about this, the Isla Capri, you know, somebody was saying they got $10,000 worth of prizes they're going to give away. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I didn't even think about if I could win something, but I'm like, you know what? I am going to go for it. What'd you win? Why not? Did you win? You said well, you won. No, well, I won $100, uh, you know, at the Isla Capri oh, stuff, because yeah. it's just you know I get to be in the be in the finale for the finale, which is um, October thirty first. Oh, okay, okay. So if anybody's listening, every Thursday night they have they have it and they pick the top three, and then they move on. So there'll be twenty four by the time it's it's the end of it. Nice. But uh, yeah, so I, you know it's just about being the fun and and uh, man stepping out of your comfort mm. zone. That's another thing too I that will to, help. I always people. have to work on that. I have mm. terrible social anxiety oh. and. Uh, I have to fight it, you know, because when it triggers and and something just sets me off, I just want to get out of there. Like, just get out of there. And there's so many things that trigger it. And a lot of times they're fun things, but I just, you know, I can yeah. go, oh, I can't do that. Man, it's fun when you face them, though, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I used to not want to be on the elevators. I mean, so much. So, and that's another thing, fear. Fear is not of love at yeah. all. No, right. So do not you fear. You know, you think, well, what, what, what's, what's, what's the deal? You know, and man, when you, when you, when you get free, yeah. and Make I, yourself I'm free. Little... I'm telling you, I am so free. I can't even tell you how free I am. I'm just, uh, I'm a free believer. I'm a, uh, you know, just, I'm a, I like all that I was love that 70s groovy I love you see you got a peace sign up here yeah you're out. that's what the, this show is supposed to be I that's always I call it the kitchen drawer you know you open yeah. it up and you go hey what's in here Gamma and everything. you never know what's in there sometimes you know, I think there's even a skull in there because sometimes we're talking about oh, there, death there you sometimes go. we're talking about love sometimes we're talking about go. peace sometimes we're talking about know, music it's Cornucopia. funny, yeah, you it's never funny know. what your eyes are drawn to and that man above your head looks like you that's my dad it's gotta be your dad that's my dad yeah oh my gosh it looks like you <laughs> that's right Mm-hmm. And the older I get, yeah, the older okay. I get, the more I tend to look like him. And oh, I hear yeah. it. And you know, it's funny. I didn't hear that as much when he was living. But then mm-hmm. it was like he passed away, and then yeah. people will go, "Oh, you look like your dad. You look like your dad." Uh-huh. Never heard it before. Not thought like that to yeah. that level. Isn't it but, a wonderful compliment? Oh yeah. And you know, I'll tell you, it's kind of crazy because when I was a kid, he and I didn't always have the best relationship when I was younger. Oh yeah. And there was just a lot of pain there and some resentment and stuff. And so when people would say, "You look like your daddy," I would get angry. I didn't want to look like my dad. It had nothing to do with the way he looked. Mm-hmm. I took it as like, 
if I look like him, they think I'm like him. And then all this stuff would just sort of, you know, it was a kaleidoscope or not kaleidoscope, but like domino effect. It would just sort of tumble inside me. And then, you know, now I take it and I go, hey, yeah, I'm my father's son. You know, it's awesome. I get to have, exactly. you know, pass on whatever was good passed on and pass it on to my kids, hopefully. And, you know, the word that I use is sieve. Like, be a sieve. You know, there's some bad things that come sometimes too from our parents, and we don't have what to. What is sieve? Well, you know how you like me. sieve. You know, you, you're trying to sieve out, like maybe. Um, oh, sift. Yeah, like, sift. like using yeah. a sifter. Yes, that's right. You know, I talk about that whenever I do funerals and things like that, or celebrations of life. We sift out all the bad. Yeah, just leave the good. That's right. Exactly. We need to do that here too. We do. <sighs> Definitely. There is one little tiny little thing left to do for one you guys. More. This is something kind of new. I think y'all are like the fourth or the fifth, but this one isn't really okay. a question. Okay. It's a random thing called Better You in a Box. Okay. And so just both of y'all draw a card and read it out loud. And what it is is sort of just a positive encouragement for us, but also for people listening. And awesome. we don't know what it is. Just something maybe yep. we've never done before. It's a beautiful little box. It's brown. It looks like maybe a treasure chest of some sort. It's a little hasp. I, I just think that is awesome i love what you're doing with in this area so god bless you and well, all your you. efforts yes. and let me tell you what mine ha- mine has a heart on it because that's all i'm about is a heart so i don't know if they all have them, no they're all different different dimensions of really? life some of them are love some of them are wow. mine some of them are wow well this is me uh <laughs> organize a pillow fight. I'm going to do that with my husband there you tonight. Go. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, listeners, organize a pillow fight. There hey, I do that. I love having a good pillow fight with my little boy, man. Oh, our, man, our pillow fight is really it. organized. They're yes. probably the most disorganized <laughs> thing you could... <laughs> Really, hey, you know what? You got to watch it these days with the pillow fight because we have the one of those dense <laughs> yes. like gel yes. pillows, and boy, you wax somebody you. with that, it'll knock them down. Exactly. All right, let's see what I got here. Spin a weekend. On a trip alone. Hmm. You do that. You, I think you did. Th- you do that sometime. Uh, do you? Wow, well, you're um, a thinker. See, I'm and know no, what's funny <laughs> is on the back of his is a. It looks like a thinker, and that is Ted. Mine's a heart. That was me. This is a, this is. He's a thinker. I don't have I like that. He's a thinker. I don't. I don't have a problem being in my own skin. I can I can go somewhere by myself. I can sit in a restaurant by myself mm-hmm. and eat. I just I just go and. Um, so I can't say that I – it's not something that's odd that I would yeah. have to make a special effort to do. I do this already. Yeah. So You know, it's interesting that I do that as well. I go once a year – well, not – yeah, once a year I go on this retreat that I've sort of made for myself alone. And uh, I used to not talk about it, but now it's out and about. I talk about it. And I've had people go, so you go by yourself? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so tell me what you do. And I go – and I sort of tell them, and they're like – it's interesting. It's nothing extraordinary. I said, no, mm-hmm. but all the things that I do do over these 20 years I've been going have, are designed by me for me because who knows my own heart mm-hmm. better than me. I know when I do these things that I'm going to get into some sad territory. I'm going to get into some glad territory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to go all through the spectrum that weekend I'm by myself. And it's so good for me. I come out of that weekend all better even if it doesn't last i just feel mm-hmm. like all the pieces sort of get to land back in the right there spots and i can come back home and sort of you know and anybody can do that yeah. so that man you can do it right here you don't have to go nowhere just, that's right you can kind of do it on your own that's some, awesome yeah. some people have a kind of a, a fear to be by themselves mm-hmm. uh, like i know 
friend of mine like they won't go to a restaurant they feel like so self-conscious like, yeah. like that like yeah, it's almost an embarrassment to be by, you yourself. by yourself yeah. Yeah. yeah but if you do and you just look at it you know kind of like we were talking uh, earlier make yourself a little vulnerable push yourself a little outside of your comfort zone or allow you somebody to push you a little bit outside your comfort zone because you'll see a different perspective yeah and um so I've met some of the best people that I'll probably never meet again by going places exactly. alone mm-hmm. because they see if you're especially if you go like when I go out of town to do this retreat and I'm by myself, some, a lot of times I'll be sitting drinking coffee and I will journal a little bit and you'll see somebody who's going that person's by themselves and there's something they just sense that you're not from around there. So then they strike up a conversation and you hit it right there. There is more good in this yep. world than eat than bad by far oh yeah by far there are see that's the trick of listening to too much bad news Mm -hmm. that's right it will tell you believe Uh -uh. it that the world's a rotten place no and it's not and it's not and it's not another thing is is just nothing's changed i mean you know we always talk about good old days or whatever that everything's been the same it's just we're growing up yeah so i think we need to keep on moving on keep on keeping on love peace and joy and happiness <laughs> and all that good stuff man this has been a good good show i'm so glad y'all took the time to thank come. you for inviting us. absolutely yeah i, I mean I, I know it was a mystery as to what it was going to be but i think yeah. this is great i hope people i hope y'all feel like people will get a good yeah uh good picture of what halos is and thank y'all for sharing your stories uh hopefully some people somebody will hear this and needs it yeah that's all and don't hesitate to contact us Uh, or do you have a way to uh put this information on your website i do yeah i put it with every episode i put links uh to everything i'll put it to your facebook page and some emails whatever y'all want okay awesome because like you mentioned earlier they are not alone i don't care how you feel when you lost someone to suicide it's overwhelming and we will help you go through your grief journey and find your next steps to get to get better thank y'all so much thanks thanks for listening to my conversation with ted and jody of halos if you found value in this conversation consider supporting find the good news at patreon.com slash find the good news share this episode on social media or leave an honest and kind review that's how we take the signal back and make media positive again i appreciate all of your support but most of all i thank you for pressing play